Welcome back to Check the Vending Machines. This is a weekly pop culture podcast on the internet where two best friends get together, talk about pop culture stuff. I'm Jason. That is Zach. What's going on, man? Jason, look, we're just going to – we're skipping the pleasantries. I'm just going to about to get into this because – Sure. One half of one of the greatest experiences in my life has now been fulfilled, which is that part one of Dune yeah. has now been released, and we both watched it. And I – Yeah. I don't know exactly – how much you liked it, but uh, I fucking love this movie. Yeah. I, um... I'm trying to think now that I've had a week to kind of, like... So, I watched it last, yeah, I watched I watched it last it weekend. Morning, so. Yeah, I watched it last weekend because I found it online. Um, and after a week, to have, well, I didn't watch it again. Mm-hmm. I just let it sit there in my brain to, like, aerate. Yeah. I think it's a really, before we get into it, I think it's a really, really great movie. Yes. Do I love it? I think there are definitely things I, I will, I'm happy to talk about. I think there's definitely think flaws in it for sure. But overall, yeah. I'm very happy with what I watched. I think I am 90% happy with what I watched. Mm. The things that I did not, I was not happy with are not humongous gripes. Mm-hmm. But they're gripes enough that I have to mention it just because that, that's what stopped me from being like, okay. this is completely an amazing movie. Okay. Like, it's a, every day I would love it. Maybe that those gripes would be different when I can do, you know, Lord of the Rings Extended Edition. Like, I can do all three in a row. Right. If I can do part one and part two back to back, maybe it would be completely different. Yeah, and I, think that, and I think that's one of my biggest things that, like... I like it because I, I, I appreciate the fact that they're not trying to cram this, like, book that is full of shit into a two-hour-and-a-half-long movie. Like, I'm glad that they're taking yeah. that time to give things room to breathe and really try to, like, extend stuff out. But it's been a while since, like, I've watched a movie that is a part one of something that does not feel like a definitive story like normally even if Mm -hmm. something is like spread out into separate parts each part is kind of still its own like encapsulated thing like there's a complete story in there this movie Mm -hmm. does not have like a complete story in there like the end of this movie is like basically like all right so i guess now we're getting into act two now so it's a very strange it's a very strange movie in that aspect like it's not their traditional like three-act structure this is really like all just set up for the story that's going to be happening in this next movie yeah it's well it's quite literally like i haven't read the book so i can't say how much of the of the book it's percentage wise Mm -hmm. but if i'm basing it off a three three part structure of a story Mm -hmm. i'm getting 1.5 yeah you know i mean and um immediately after i finished it i was like okay that's that was a really great time Mm -hmm. I really enjoy it. I still really enjoy it now, just looking back on it. Mm-hmm. And 
I think what really amazed me about Dune, having no context besides the basic osmosis of being a fantasy science fiction reader, mm-hmm. like just knowing what I know is because I happen to read a lot of books and read a lot of fantasy in that genre. Having and having having multiple copies of Dune sitting on my bookshelf to read and only reading the first page every single time, and then that's all I read. Um, I've read that fucking like cradle scene of the baby cradle scene a billion times and just won't get past that yeah. um that's all i know so when i watch this movie i'm i'm sure there are things that people who really love dune are probably like cracking down on like like if i watch batman or if i you know mm-hmm. whatever who know whatever you know example yeah but like i think for me what what and and we can talk about this in a second if we if we if we want if it comes up mm-hmm. but what what Dennis does and his this podcast can basically serve as a video and audio archive of our fandom for Dennis. We love Dennis. Um, we we love him. We call him by we call him by his first name pretty much because we can't. I mean, we are on name. first name basis with him, so we'll yeah, just, this is how it is. And I've I mean, the only movie I haven't seen of his is Arrival, and that's purely because I just don't care about the cast. I'm trying to look at his. I want to look at his film art because I think I've seen. I've seen everything All of his big movies. I'm trying to think if there's one I haven't seen because I've even because I've seen Arrival too. I mean, if, he, if he's had like a indie film before he did Enemy and before the movie before that or whatever or after that, then I, I just I probably haven't seen that. Then if it's like some sort of like you know. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely starting with like, you know, like Enemy. Hold on. Enemy is kind of the, the earliest thing I remember. Uh, let me see here. I mean, he's got a bunch of stuff before Prisoners, but Prisoners is probably like his first big one. Yeah. So Prisoners, Enemy. Oh, that's the one I haven't seen. Is I haven't seen Sicario. Great movie. So that's Fantastic the one of his movie. that I haven't. You haven't seen Arrival. I haven't seen Sicario. Yeah. Well, so to me, Sicario was it's the outlier because it's the most not. It's from what I've seen. Yeah, it's the most not dennis movie that dennis is and 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 by that i mean setting wise because thematically it's absolutely dennis Mm -hmm. dennis movie but in terms of setting it's it's not i mean prisoners will be the closest thing to that Mm. and then even even dune in terms of like teams and special military and stuff like that um but being fans of this guy and his work and the way that he films stuff and we know obviously 2049 Mm -hmm. And he doesn't dumb stuff down for you. No. So when I'm watching, I was watching Dune, and I'm like, this dude is not dumbing it down. And I'm sure, I'm sure between the script and between however the fuck, um, Herbert wrote it. What? Oh, I was trying to get the full screen, and then I saw like stuff oh, okay. pop on the screen. I was very confused. Yeah, that, I think I accidentally hit like an emoji button because I was trying to get it off my screen. I oh, am. Yeah. Um, but no, so, and I'm sure this, whatever, however Frank Herbert or whatever the name is, Herbert, whatever, right? Frank Herbert? Frank, Frank Hebert, I think. Whatever he, however he wrote it, we know he writes it the omniscient, omniscient whatever. Yeah. So I'm sure the text is still super dense, yeah. but from, as a sci-fi movie watcher or just a regular movie watcher, mm-hmm. and this obviously isn't like a French new wavey kind of movie, but you can tell that that's what he, this dude has watched that stuff. This dude's super avant-garde stuff, mm-hmm. super into dense stuff, or at least he, it seems like he is from the movies he makes. And you watch this and while he is, is the duality of, you have know, Jason Momoa who is playing Jason Momoa characters. Yeah. 
and there is the super and this can make no sense to me zach so you can if you if i'm if i'm not making any sense tell me i mean i'm not doing expert feels, but if i know something i will let you know well, not not about that, but for sure that too. But more so about what I'm about to say is that the movie itself, to me, is in the same time, extremely blockbuster mm. with conversations. But then, in terms of the on the flip side, at the exact same time, he is not making it easy for you to comprehend what's happening in the world. Yeah, I mean, I think that's definitely a part of it, and I think that's definitely a thing that. In all of his movies, especially his sci-fi movies, I guess Arrival will probably be the one exception. Like, he spells out what's happening in that pretty clearly. Especially, I mean, the whole premise of the movie is based around you actually knowing what the fuck's going on. So, um, But, I mean, like, the way he did Blade Runner, too, um, I think he's very big on, like, yeah, it's definitely, like, a blockbuster movie and, like, scope and, like, the dialogue is pretty blockbuster, too. Like, the... Outside of, like, the world-building terms, like, the actual, like, dialogue and character interactions mm-hmm. is, like, pretty... Well, I, I don't even think 2049 does that. I think 2049 is still super Blade Runner. It's still super oh, yeah. dense and dramatic. But this is the first movie where he has, like, there's jokes. Yeah. Like, there's, like, goofs in it. But in the, in the at the same time, the very next scene will be, like, this super dense science scene about how come they need this to filter out and create the 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 whatever the galactic space dust mm-hmm. right so it's like all these things and i know for a fact that that was super glossed over in the movie i'm I, from what yeah. i understand when he writes about the fucking machines that convert the whatever the to whatever I, shit, yeah. I i know that that stuff is super in depth yeah but I'm watching this movie and I'm so impressed because like the trailers, the way they cut the trailers were even super blockbustery. Like they were like, this is like a Marvel movie. This is a space opera. Right. But then you turn the movie on and you're like, okay, this has all that stuff in it, but then it's, it is squished between like super immense thematic bullshit. And that's not bad. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, like the, the scene where I think the reason that, I mean, I think that the thematic stuff is, yeah, definitely, like, that's the dentist stuff through and through. But, yeah, the fact that he's been able to fold this blockbuster filmmaking on top of him also getting into, like, his heady, philosophical, and, you know, deep I mean, look, dude, I, I was nervous when that op- when that trailer has Jason Momoa being like, oh, oh did boy. you gain some weight? No, did you gain some weight? Oh, oh yeah, the yeah, muscle yeah, thing, oh, yeah. Well, I was like, dude, what are we doing? Yeah. What are we doing with this? This is supposed to be like a serious movie. And while that scene still irks me, I understand that it's supposed to be a camaraderie build. The, the, the relationship is there. I understand that. And that's kind of like the appeal of having Jason Momoa, I guess. But to go from that scene to like the scene where um, Paul's mom is seeing off the... The Bene Gesserit, the yeah. wiz- the wizard lady, the wizard and, lady, and yeah. whatever, right? The Aes Sedai from Wheel of Time, yeah. and then like they're like she's going to the ship, and it's all rainy and right, and Paul's standing there, like that's a super like a super that's talking about scene, mas- yeah. that's talking about Messiah type stuff, and then part two, when they even when they break down that Paul is Paul even really the Messiah? Yeah, like all that stuff is going to get much much more de- in depth and and dense mm-hmm. and. Now that those characters are gone from the first part, I wonder how much it's really going to be Avengers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, that's the that's the craziest thing about it. Because, yeah, you go into this movie 
And I mean, the I think the big pull for this first movie is it was yeah specifically like the the all star cast with yeah. like you know Josh Brolin and you got Jason Momoa and you got Oscar Isaac and you got Rebecca Ferguson and all these other people, and you get to the end of this movie. And it's like, spoiler alerts for anybody who hasn't seen it, but like everybody besides like Timothy Chalamet and Rebecca Ferguson is fucking dead. So I don't remember. How did Josh Brolin die? Did he die? Well, he he led the charge of the people and then the Harkonnens yeah. like basically like fucking scorched Blue earth like yeah. anybody that was in that area. So, yeah. I mean, I guess he technically could be alive because right. we didn't technically see him die. We didn't see his body. Yeah. But it's definitely implied that like he got blown up. So yeah. Watch him be there. Watch him be back. I mean, I'd be glad to see him back because yeah. I liked his character a lot. He's super fun. He reminds yeah. me of like the. He reminds me of like a like a like a medieval like a like an old surly knight type of character that like um, yeah that yeah like the young like hotshot knight is like trying to impress and like or no you know what the best example of it is he's like Anthony Hopkins and Zorro like that type of character. I mean, I kept thinking Auron from Final Fantasy X, but that's just him. There's no, his arm is fine. I just kept thinking, like, this is like Auron. <laughs> yeah. Um, but with all, with, that's what was really impressed me. So, I mean, obviously, in terms of the, I'll talk about the direction in a second, yeah. but like, um, the uh, the C special effects design, mm-hmm. the uh, in terms of like the graphics, CGI stuff, the 3D animation stuff, that stuff yeah. all looked amazing. The ships look really great. The technology really of it is really rad. Design. I really like the dragonfly ship stuff. Those that's such a neat looking that's, design. Yeah, that's all cool to me. I I, what I don't understand is why it has wings because we can fly through space. Yeah. So out in the way we need wings. Yeah, so the the practicality fine. of it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I'm sure that there's like, because I definitely haven't got to like, I don't think I have at least in the book to like where there's, or if they did like his narration, like just not make it stick with me. But yeah. um, I'm sure there's some explanation for like why the, sh- the ships are like that. Because knowing Dennis, like if he, he made the ships look like that, it's because they look like that in the book. So there has to be some particular reason why. They're mm-hmm. like that, but yeah, I don't. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me of why they're yeah they're like dragonfly. But it's also it must be a thing specific to Dune Arrakis, as to why they're like that. Because then I remembered that at the beginning they show Jason Momoa and he's got like that's just like a typical yeah. like fighter like UFO type. I, I guarantee it's something about how like the spice in the air yeah, has like to that. move around or um, maybe I, it like gets I, caught I in like, like jet that. engine things. And so you have yeah. to use like something like that. Cause yeah, even Probably. on the ships, like the, the dragonfly ships like have jet engines, but like they're very sparingly used. So maybe, yeah, it's yeah. something like with the spice in the air or something like that. Yeah. And, and I, um, I like all the designs of the ships. I, I still, since I hadn't read the book or have, haven't read it. I like the armor I design anything. too. I think the yeah costuming looks great. Yeah. Um, what really surprised me, and maybe I don't know if it caught your attention or not, was that even in, in the the dragonfly ships, mm-hmm. they go for this like retro futuristic insane design yeah. where like the ship on the outside looks abnormally futuristic. But yeah, they go inside the they interior got like, like analog switches flips, and shit switcher, like that. Yeah. yeah. But what really killed me about that was that they have the outside, which is like these super shiny, intense mechanically made planes, planes and ships and gliders or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
inside you have all these buttons and switches and like circle gauges or whatever from, like, from whatever. But what killed was the fucking headset. Yeah, he's got the weird like dual. It looks thing. like the one headset that they they show where he's like turning his head has the singular mic. I'm like, dude, that's the basic Xbox 360 headset from 2007. That's the basic. You tell me, I haven't got better puff, technology since 2007. Has the little, the little, the little puff thing too, the little microphone dense whatever. I'm like, dude, even that you can't have like cool, yeah. like a type microphone. Yeah. So it was this weird, weird choice between like, like how do we have like energy shield? First off, hold okay. On Can we talk about the energy shields and how, how they're the fucking fuck useless? Does that work? How the fuck does that work? It doesn't. I I mean, I understand how it works. I just don't understand why you'd ever use it because as soon as you know how it works, it becomes useless because it works so at like, it, work? it stops high velocity things from hitting you. But if something is slow enough, then it breaks through. The, Cause that's when he talks about, cause he does the thing in the beginning where he like taps it and it stops it, but then he like presses it into yeah. it and it, and the red goes. But through. even then when, 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 um, cause the ships have it too in the way that the bullets, when they do the the raid on Dune against the yeah. uh, House of Atreides, ships have the shield too, but they have like the they had the specific bombs that like they didn't just like drop, they like drilled into the shield and then they exploded. But, so it's like it has something that, to do with like, sure. the way the kinetic force works. But see, I don't even I don't even get that because from what I understand, if I remember correctly, it's been a week now. Mm-hmm. But there's a scene where I can't remember if it's either Josh Brolin or Jason Momoa is talking about the sword he has, where he's like. Yeah, this this is meant to pierce shields, or whatever. He where he's like talking about some sword he has or some shit like that. I think it's, it's the. Like not... It must be like the crystal dagger, or whatever. The the crystal, whatever. Whatever the point yeah. being, like, so are you gonna push that in slowly, or are you gonna push that in? Like, what's the point if it can go through shields? Like when yeah. Jason Momoa was fighting at the when the, when the house is getting raided and Momoa is fighting the house, mm. I'm like, I don't see how that is not going through the shoe but then that one is going through the shoe i don't i didn't understand the concept because like it's not very it's not it's one cutting, of those things where it's not verbally explained it's like it's only physically it's only visually explained but i feel like point, that's just, one of those things where like i feel like you could take the time to like actually try to explain the mechanics of like what's going on yeah because at that point we're seeing him stab he gets stabbed it cut, goes through the shield I'm like okay well then why have a sword training? Why having a? Why would you have a sword art style, where you're not always stabbing? Like get a rapier. Well, I think the thing is that stat it, it prevents stabbing. I think that the, I think the preferred sword style for that would have to be relying on slashing because slashing would be first of all it's a slower movement and also. As Doesn't soon as you hit, stabbed? it would slow down, and that would make it go through the shield. So it would be like more focused on like slashing than stabbing. But he gets stabbed though. It goes through the sh- when he's behind, he's fighting the guys, and they come behind him, and they stab him behind him, don't they? Yeah, they do stab him from behind. He definitely so, gets stabbed and through himself. He's getting he's getting cut, and it's blocking it. Like, and then he gets stabbed, that turns red. Well, maybe that's one like... of those things where like because he gets cut first, so maybe the cutting, like. Uh, makes the shield like lose its integrity so then they can stab him through because i know he definitely gets like cut up first and then he gets right, stabbed here we go after i while. literally just googled it and there was like a billion billion how to fucking, how um, to do in shield how to do in shields work yeah yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna go on reddit because it's more untrustworthy than usa today okay um 
as it's described in, this is enough to do in Reddit, subreddit. As it's described in the books, the shield's actively generated field that behaves like a non-nution... Okay, what the fuck are we talking about? What's right? that? I don't know what that is. Letting things pass only if they move slowly enough. It also produces ozone, probably by destroying fast-moving water molecules the same way. Okay. How this would exactly work is not important, but the field... But a field that influences particles based on their speed should also be able to... Okay, okay. Oh, okay. I well, still... I'm looking at the Dune wiki, but it's like... So shields can be calibrated to permit a passage of matter below given speeds, which you need to do because otherwise the shield would basically suffocate you. So that's, the, I guess, the weakness is that if it's below... Yeah, like it's a kinetic thing. Like if it's below a certain sh speed, it can go through the shield. So. They invest, and this, I'm not trying to get nitpicky on the most popular selling science fiction novel of all time. I'm not trying to do that. Yeah. But my point, my point would be this: um, you make a space suit that has oxygen in it, and you make you crank that bitch up to a thousand percent, so you never get hit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you just go out there and you fucking cut people up. Yeah. I'm just, that's just what I'm saying. But it didn't make it didn't really make sense to me because they kind of they he Dennis shows us the visual cue of Paul. But then I still don't understand how it works. I'm not trying to depict. I'm not trying to to, to like break down every fight scene because it's it's Dune it's Dune logic. So of course it's going to work within the context of the Dune logic, mm -hmm. and I'm fine with that, you know. But if you're going to show me again, it goes back to the, my whole point about being the rules. And if you're going to show me, I kind of just want to know how someone's getting killed, um, if so I can see because you have a shield. Everyone has the shield. I kind of want to know how people are getting killed. You know. Yeah. But they didn't take away my – there wasn't a detriment to my enjoyment of the fight scenes. I mean, I think they were perfectly fine for what they were. They weren't overly amazing. No, I mean, Momoa had probably the best fight scenes. And even – but even those to me were, like, yeah. fine. They're they fine, fine, yeah. I mean, they're better they than, like, like you know, anybody else's. But, yeah, they're still just, like, they're fine. And, and, and they were realistic looking. They weren't yeah. like they were supposed to be like Star Wars. You know, they weren't like spinning blades around yeah. for no reason, which I appreciated. Um, so I want to ask you about casting. Okay. We talked about last week how we have never seen Timothy Chalamet in anything. In anything. Yeah, no. After I, watching I really Dune, how really do you feel seen about. a single one of his movies. I, neither have I until now. Yeah. How do you feel? But again, my point being last week was that he's everywhere, and that bugs me. Right? Yeah. Because whenever someone, whenever the when Hollywood's telling me the Hollywood machine is telling me to like somebody, my initial reaction is, "Fuck off." <laughs> I'm not gonna like that person. Right? Yeah. After seeing Dune, at least in this particular role, mm -hmm. I can safely say. I can still avoid watching his movies. He was not bad. No, I, don't I didn't think he's get emotional bad, over he's him. Not, I mean, he's not. You know, it's weird because it I feel like the role of Paul is not somebody that's like. And this is the thing that I disagree with because I, I think this is what started our conversation last week, where I was one of one of my coworkers that said that she'd seen the movie early and she didn't like Timothy as. Paul, because she thought that he wasn't charismatic enough. And watching the movie now, I'm like, that's not Paul's character. Like, he's not a super charismatic, like, Marvel action star. Like, that's not the kind of charisma that he has. He is 
the reluctant kind of leader. And also, I feel like he kind of he kind of gets a little bit more of that charisma thing as the movie goes on. Like, I feel like the part two is going to be like a whole different character. I feel like, especially yeah, if I mean, I would assume any so. of those like fucking visions come to pass. Like that shit was fucking bananas. Which also, yeah, they cock tease this a lot with the visions because I thought that that shit was going to be in the movie, and they're like, they were basically into this movie, and that like they're like, nah, that's part two, bitch. Yeah. Also, that the uh, talking about the visions, where it's like, all right, we see the black guy. Okay, that was a fast fight scene. I don't care. Why? Why? Why did he? Well, why I mean, it that so fast? part was like, it's weird because then you have all those the visions with the black guy and he's in them. I'm like, okay, so he's yeah. gonna be like Paul's mentor, and then you get to that scene. He's like, oh, he's he's fucking dead. Uh, okay. So even with that fight scene, I know we're jumping around, yeah. but that fight scene, I I I think I understood how Paul won. I would, I would like to. I probably would. I'm probably I don't think leave. I understood how he, he won. I my, I just watched the movie today, and my visual memory of that scene is like Steven Seagal doing the knife fight in Under Siege. I was like, so what the hell is even? I it understand. just looks like you're waving shit around. I was just after I watched the movie, I was like, okay. I was reading up on Paul the character, mm-hmm. just like his like his powers. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck are his powers? I know he's got right, the like voice, which is like somehow some sort of mind control thing. Well, that's what the, that's what the ladies do. Yeah. Right. That's the lady pass, the lady witch power. Right. Okay. Cool. Got that. He has the uh, he has visions, the, the visions and like the whatever. So what I think he did, and I could be wrong. I haven't read the book. This is from what I understand that he can see at so eventually that Paul can see everything. He can see the future, the the past, mm-hmm. and the present, and whatever he can see all at one time. Yeah. So I'm think that he. When he was like looking like this, uh, he was like putting his head against the wall after he talked to Zendaya. Mm-hmm. I think he saw all the right moves that he had to see. Well, I think that they kind of. I agree with you because I think they have that bit. I think it's before he talks to Zendaya, but he has yeah. that bit where he basically sees that he loses and that he dies. Yes. And right, so, yeah, yes, I yeah. think he used that and he's like, this is how I could beat him. But they bait you, though. They bait that because, you know, even at the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. Josh Brolin's like, sometimes you have to die or whatever. Which is also, yeah, a weird thing where it's like, okay, so I think he's going to die and then somehow he's going to be like, he's so actually going to be I Jesus was, and like be yeah, reformed. I was thinking like, okay, so the, he's going to fight this guy he's and realize that he, and realize that he can't, he can't out sword him. So he's going to have to take the stab and then in turn, oh, like stab him thing. while he's holding the dagger, like getting stabbed in the gut right. and stab him or do what you said and like get stabbed, die and then like come back. I didn't. They were setting you up, and at this, at least at this point, I don't see the setup. But maybe in part two, that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. He's going to take this a dagger or a sword or whatever, and then when they see his powers, they'll be like, "Oh, he is the Messiah," even though we know he's not, because I've I've read some reason what the story's about. Because oh. um, uh, I think for the whole point of the story is that like not trusting one person is supposed to be this messiah yeah. like not giving all power whatever mm-hmm. so but that last fight seems so short and i kind of wish they walked a little more into like okay or is paul is paul doing that is he now seeing visions of potential futures like yeah. at least give me some of that don't make me walk out of here being like okay what did he do but then also why don't you just tell him to kill himself that too. Well, I guess that I guess that could kind of be considered like dishonorable. I guess in a way, is it? Who cares? 
I mean, I guess tell, tell I mean, I feel like, like in the way that they're kind of setting up the Freeman culture, it what, seems what like I, it's very like I didn't get traditional I like combat and like trial by honor type of thing. And I assume asking yeah. somebody to kill themselves would be a dishonorable well, thing. I, I understand they why they why at first I was like, why isn't his mom just being like die? Well, right? yeah, after because the, then they definitely show that like she can just do that with the yeah. Harkonnens. But I, I under I was watching the scene being like, okay, so why are you guys afraid? Paul's mom just be like, all of you guys kill yourselves, and she and she can do it. Yeah. But I I know why. When I was in the middle of watching, I was like, okay, okay, I gotcha. I remember why because they're grooming this. Yeah. They're grooming Paul to be the the prophecy. Okay, gotcha. That's why she's not doing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're not actually afraid. Yeah. Because Paul knows and his mom knows that they can just get out of this. Yeah. Let us go, and they'll go. But they have to both be there to fulfill their fake prophecy that they've implanted in this culture. I get it. Yeah. You know, it just kind of made me like, why even have this fight then? Except for the fact that it's all about showing the, you know, yeah. fake messiah trajectory or whatever. Right. Um, that kind of made me weird. So what, what really bugged me, I won't get to this now. Okay. What really bugged me, and they're not really a huge bug, but the thing I noticed... And maybe this goes back to being a part one of a part tour. Is man, that pacing was rough at the beginning. Yeah. Well, I feel like it takes a while it. for them to actually it. get to Dune. And then even once they get to Dune. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely parts where, like, yeah, the pacing is, like, super. Well, the problem is that, like,. They're info dumping. Well, they're info dumping and they're world building the shit out of it, which I appreciate a lot. But it's also like, for me, and I assume for you too, like, you know, the point is coming where like everything's about to just fucking implode. And so you're waiting for that to happen. And then you get to like almost two hours into the movie and then they're like, okay, everything's yeah. about to implode now. Yeah, because really it's like more than half the movie is kind of like. Set up just to get to the Freeman. It's set up Freeman. world building and political intrigue shit is like the Which, first like uh, four hour 40 of the movie. They didn't dive into that enough. No, I don't think the they basic, did. Like, like all the stuff with like, which I think it's explained a little bit better. Like the general overview is explained because in the, in the book, I definitely didn't get that at all where it's like the emperor's like also like mm-hmm. against House Atreides, like. Even me reading the book, yeah. like I didn't really get that that the emperor was like against him. Um, so I think they explained that really well, like the especially like the like you you know the Harkonnens are fucking pieces of shit. Like that's yeah. obvious, and, like no and, matter and how you he, write that. But they say but the like, emperor yeah, stuff is is a little bit more intriguing. And I feel like at least for me reading it, it wasn't as easily spelled out as it was like in the movie that like, well watching it, it doesn't make sense to me as to why they're trying to set up a trades anyways. They don't, I don't really, well, they kind of say it, but they, they say it without really saying it, which is the fact that like turmoil makes it better for the the turmoil thing. But it's also the fact that house of trades among the, the great houses is basically like being seen as like almost to a point where they're at, like their power and influence is like beginning yeah. to rival the emperor. Yeah, so it's yeah. taking away any sort of, you know, secondary power that could take, you know, the throne away from the emperor. So that's, that's basically the whole part of it to it. Cause nobody's going to trust the Harkonnen. So that's why I assume 
he teams up with the Harkonnens because like nobody's actually gonna want to give those like fucking vile pieces of shit power, and they don't really want it anyways. They just want money. So I they didn't seem that bad to me. They didn't show me enough. To, to, they didn't show me enough to believe why they're so bad. Well, they're slave people, you know. so there you go. That's racist. So well, they just didn't tell me enough. They like they're like yeah, they're really shitty, and they like money. Yeah. Well, give me some scenes. Show me what what Arrakis looked like when they were there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Sh- at least show me. Don't just tell me. Like, give me. Let me see some fucking brutalness. Yeah. There's, you know? Well, there's a lot of definitely a lot of that of like the the tell don't show. Also, I don't know because it's, like, it's weird because there's like a lot of stuff that's like tell don't show, but then there's also a lot of stuff that they do that show don't tell. So. Yeah, but so speaking of that, actually, because that ties into what I'm about to say, Jason Momoa's like, man, these sand people are like demons. Yeah. Really? Because I saw Paul kill a guy in three strikes. Um, first of all, if they're demons, he's Jesus. So there you go, right there. Yeah. Well, the point being, like, he just killed him in three strikes. I don't care if he has powers or not. <laughs> no, I mean, I just the fact of, like, demons and angels and that. No, I, I get it, but I was just thinking, like, well, I don't know, fight man. A demon. I mean, a... well, he felt like a bitch. He died in the hallway. I mean, he took out a hallway. bunch of people he died, with he, him. He died. He died in their hallway scene. He had, yeah, he did have his Man- hallway mandatory scene. Mandatory hallway scene. He got he got clacked. So, yeah, I um really that whole se- sequence of them at that little base or whatever with the lady. Mm-hmm. I just I kind of I honestly kind of like glossed over i was like okay what's going on they're talking a lot about bullshit here yeah i don't even remember specifically what they were talking about but yeah and then jason momoa like she's like she's like i'm a i'm a fremen blah 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 i mean she basically was like she yeah she was like i'm a fremen because i love a fremen and then you're gonna take this ship and i'm gonna go on foot for some fucking reason and then i thought she was about to ride a fucking worm and then they fucking killed her and i was like you motherfuckers dude yeah, I want to see somebody ride a worm. All I know is that, like, for years, I did. I did. There's a band I really like. It's like a hardcore band, hardcore metal band, mm-hmm. metalcore band. And I, for years, I was like, man, this band's like, this is a really cool name. How'd they come up with this name? And I hear it in the movie. I go, oh, okay. They just they just took it from Dune. But it's this, it's this band called Shai Halid. Mm. I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Right. They just picked it from Dune. I um. It conf- that conf- that scene confused me because it made me think, okay, so are there a group of people who are waiting for Space Jesus Paul, right? Because they're pr- they're praying the little books, whatever. Right. So they're, they're clearly believe in some sort of Messiah. Do they also pray to Shai Halud or is it just that this one lady is... Is, it, is that supposed to be like a separate thing? A separate yeah, religion? I think like, that I, I didn't is not understand. easily explained because it's definitely a different thing. Because the Messiah thing is the what was it? Lashi Gaib or something like that. Something like that, yeah. So I wonder because I, I I wonder if like I think I saw it. I think I read it somewhere. I read it maybe when I was like looking up stuff. So like, is Shaiha Lud supposed to be like the reincarnation of the Creator? And then, like Paul or the Messiah is just like another creation, or I, I, I just, did, I wasn't so, I was confused. Oh, a Shihalot is a sandworm. Yeah. That's it. Oh. Yeah. I thought it was like, oh, the sandworm is the physical embodiment of the one God that created and governs you. Oh, so it's like, yeah, it's yeah, like that's the physical what I'm saying, yeah. Okay. 
So I was wondering, like, is it the same religion, but they just, you know, that's the reincarnation. Uh, that's like the embodiment of whatever the one above all. Mm-hmm. And then Paul is supposed to be like the Jesus kind of character. I, I just didn't know. I was confused. They didn't really break it down enough for me to understand. Yeah. Um, you know, and maybe they will in part two. Where they'll, they'll be more, you know, maybe they'll be like, yeah, we learned how to do the sand walk because Shahid taught us or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Also, they didn't show us enough sand walking. Dude. I know that they're embarrassed. First of all, I'm really pissed off that he actually said that the sand walking thing. I was like, oh, they're actually going to do it. And then the next scene is like them not doing it. And I'm like, what the fuck, dude? They do. He starts it for a second and then they just cut. He did (laughs) for a little bit. And then they go up a hill and he's like, eh, we can't do it up a hill. So like, we're just going to try. And I'm like, you fuckers. Like, you're not supposed to do this. Like, even if it's uphill, you're supposed to do the sand walking thing. Because then, the, cause cause then I, this is I, when um, you have to run away from a goddamn giant sandworm because you didn't do the sand walk. Um, I, uh, this is off topic about this tip topic, so sorry. But I, I, I watched it with my fiance, mm-hmm. and she she left the half like not even halfway through. She walked away. But in the beginning of the movie, she was there, and it's the scene where um, Paul's talking to his dad mm-hmm. on the hill, and like, I paused. I was like, okay, so you know he's gonna die for sure. Oh yeah, no. I'm- and she's like, yeah, oh, yeah, he's going to die. I go, yeah, there's no way any sort of movie or book or whatever about kings and queens and hierarchy hierarchy is if the dad or the mom or whoever is, has has a good relationship with their son or daughter, they're for sure going to die. Yeah. It never well, works like, Yeah, he's raising all those death flags. And he's like, yeah, you're going to take over for me one day. And I was like, oh, that's death flag yeah. right there. And he's like, you don't yep. have to be anything but myself. I was like, oh, that's death flag right there. You're dead. You're dying. Your, your life I mean, is even without end. the book, I'd be like, oh, yeah, no, he's definitely dead. Yeah, he's. I knew right away. I was like, he's, this dude's dead. Yeah. This dude's, this dude's done so. Yeah. I won't see him in part two. No. <laughs> you know Which is mean? sad, dude. Like, I all w- these cool actors, and I'm like, damn, like, none of them are going to be in part two. I we wonder, get Bobby Yerber Dem, so that's cool, at least. Yeah. I read, I read a spoiler for the second Dune book, mm-hmm. and I was like, I wonder if they're going to do that in a movie. Um, and the spoiler was... That there's like a freaking like space holocaust or something. I have, I remember that because I don't remember where it was, but like Henry space, was like a space about, crusade or something. Henry was talking about Dune at one point, and yeah, he's like space Jews show up, and I'm like, they have space Jews. Well, what I think it was it was that like a Paul's Messiah character, mm-hmm. and then all his disciples go out around the universe and commit like holocaust mass genocide in his name. Oh. And Paul's like, oh shit! Yeah, do <laughs> like, this? What the fuck do I? What the fuck do I do? You know? And I was like, I want that movie. Yeah. I want to see Paul sitting on the throne, not Timothy Chalamet, Castle, you know, Jake Gyllenhaal. I don't know. Jake Gyllenhaal would be good. But someone sitting on the throne, the space throne, being like, oh, god damn it, <laughs> you know? Um. But the end, oh my! <sighs> it's a very. I hated. Ending. It's very strong. How how little we got of Zendaya's character. Yeah, and that, that's another one where it's like, yeah, she's like top build. And she's like in and like she's in it for minutes 10 of the minutes. Movie. Like five lines? Yeah. Outside of the, the vision shit, on. which I don't count because it's not really her. I don't count that. So yeah, I don't count it's it. like, yeah, she has like five lines. Yeah, I don't count that shit. That's terrible. And I assume, and here's what I picture, is that part two immediately begins... Because didn't Jason Momoa's character say that they live, like, underground or something? Yeah, they live in, like, cave systems. So I'm thinking, like, I'm expecting to see, like, you know, 
I don't know, beehive type shit. That's what I'm expecting, I mean? yeah. Fuck it, I'm, I'm expecting to see fucking I'm expecting Zion something from like Matrix. from the movie Ants or something like Yeah, that or, or Zion from Matrix. Or Zion. That's Zion would be expecting. good too. Oh, dude, if they have uh, a giant rave orgy, hell yeah. Dude, yeah. Hell yeah. I, uh, but uh, dude, I, I enjoyed it, man. I, I, it was a good time. Yeah. I think that it was super duper dense for a major movie. Yeah. And we don't get enough of those, especially in the science fiction world. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that it came out. And I don't. I heard that it was doing less, less than they expected. I don't know because I know because it came out a while ago overseas, and I think it made a pretty good amount of money overseas. Mm. I, I saw an article. I can't remember where it was from, but that it was like projected in the domestic to like. Wasn't as um, what they expected, but it could be different now. I don't know. Could be because they you have to count HBO numbers, so I, I don't know. And then and that's also the part of it too, where it's like I don't know how much I can actually like take that, or I don't know how much they're actually like filling on that because yeah, it's also one of those movies that is on HBO Max at the same time, so like they have to know that that's going to cut into some of the box office that they would make opening weekend. So oh yeah. Um, it says right now it's Wikipedia, quick Wikipedia search that right now it's grossed about 147 million worldwide with a 165 million budget. I feel like so, it'll probably make its money back. 165 million budget plus you have to add another however many. Uh, I think Mike million, said it that the good the golden rule is is basically double. So well, however much however many million five ten million for uh, marketing. Yeah. So who knows? Obviously they're on the hook for the second part. I was so mad that you can tell that they absolutely wanted to that Dennis wanted to do a Peter Jackson and like do all do both parts at one time. Oh yeah. And then I googled it and like he was like, "Yeah, I wanted to do I wanted to do that, but we couldn't." Yeah. Well, I was I was talking about that with my coworker cuz I was talking about cuz she was watching it uh at work for some reason. Um, mm-hmm. but, but I was okay. talking to her about it and she, and she didn't even know it was part one. Cause I don't, I guess she didn't see the giant part one at the beginning, but, uh, I was telling her about it. She's like, Oh, so when's the sequel coming out? Like, I think, I think a lot of people didn't realize this was going to be a part. Well, one, I didn't, I mean, I knew it, but like in the marketing, like it doesn't say it. Like the first mention no, exactly. that they have of it is literally when the movie starts and they're like, do yeah, exactly. part one. And I was like. And if you're not if you're not up to date with movie news, you're not going to know that this is supposed to be a part one, part two. Yeah, it's very so. strange that they the way they did, did that. I don't know why they wouldn't just like market it as a part one. Because people are like, why would I pay money to go see a fucking part one? Like, wait till yeah, maybe that's part of it. Yeah, especially you for know, something that's like that. unknown like that, and it's like ooh, a partial story for like something that I don't really care about. Yeah, yeah, that might be part of it. So. But um. But yeah, I was like, yeah, probably the second part won't come out until probably like twenty twenty five at least. But I don't think that long. I think they're gonna start shooting. It well, I'm I, I'm not sure they're shooting it right now, but I don't know. We'll see. I think it'll be up next year. I think next that's my year. guess. That's my guess. I think twenty twenty. I think the earliest would be twenty twenty three. Maybe I I think twenty twenty two. I think that they're gonna start shooting it here soon. And then they'll ha- they'll have a year for post, or like you no know, like uh what's it called like in the rest of the end of the year, mm-hmm. if they start shooting by the- before twenty twenty two starts, I can see it coming out before the end of the twenty twenty two. If they don't start shooting till like midway twenty twenty two, then obviously it won't be out till twenty twenty three. 
But I think if I they know. start shooting like next month, December, even December, I could be like, I could see them rushing it. I, I could see, see them Dennis like, rushing going it. through. He wanted to film both at the same time. That's rushing it to me. Mm. You know, that's rushing it to me. Is that would that really be rushing it though? Because if in the concept of like shooting both parts at the same time, you'd have enough time yeah. to film both, but then you would also have the period of time in between the first and the second one where you could brush up or you could even do reshoots for whatever. Yeah, part but your but your release your release date was supposed to be way before. Well, yeah, they're li- and if you wanted to like do two movies a year ago, so. Yeah, and if you were trying to f- film both movies, they they quickly realized, oh shit, we don't have we don't have time to do that, even with even with COVID. I mean, yeah. So it's like your release date, original release date was set. You wanted to do two movies, so you thought you could plan to make both in the time frame, yeah. and then get it done by the original release date. To me, that's like that's still that's, that's a speedy shoot. I mean, it's two movies. I get it. It ain't the Matrix. No, at least the Matrix had years between one and two, and then yeah. they filmed two and three at the same time. You know, um, and it's obviously better to shoot all of them at the same time, just in terms of you're already out there. You can yeah. already know the material. Everyone's in the zone. Yeah. And, you know, look at Lord of the Rings and stuff. I feel like you probably shot a little bit. Like the way that that movie ended, there's no way they didn't at least shoot a little bit. Well, then I don't know because then yeah, like they've got the whole tunnel system whatnot and yeah if they weren't planning to shoot back to back then they probably didn't get any of that stuff so yeah i, I would love if they were able to like just like get like 10 minutes done and just be like okay that's the trailer yeah just a vertical slice of the trailer but um well hey man that's dune what would you give the rating of that shit I feel like I'd probably give it a nine like i think that it's got some weaknesses mm. but i think overall those weaknesses don't detract from the overall enjoyment that I got of the movie. So I'd probably give it a nine. I think I'm in the 7.5 range right now after a week, uh, purely because of part one, part two. Yeah. I think that if I can watch part one, part two back to back, I think that I would be, as long as part two is like good. Yeah. I think it all really, I I mean, I think, you know, I mean, I think that number for me would definitely drop. Because, I mean, yeah, this movie severely hinges on part two. Because it's literally... Story. like I mean, it's it an is, incomplete story the way it is. Well, it is literally Infinity War Endgame for me. Yeah. In the sense of, like, I don't just watch one of those movies. No, yeah, you have to watch both. It, I, I watch them both. That's the way I watch them now. And now they're one. They're either one movie in my mind, mm-hmm. or they're two movies I have to watch back-to-back. Yeah. And Infinity War... Is a great movie by itself, yeah. but when you couple that with Endgame, it's like okay, this movie is this this experience. Mm-hmm. They both ex- they both are raised so much better. Yeah, like they the tide is so much higher when they're when you're watched back to back. Yeah, so we'll see. I, as long as part two is good, which I don't expect it not to, because we, Dennis doesn't make bad movies. No, you know, I mean, I think to me his worst movie is Enemy, personally. But yeah, I would agree with that. I think that's because that's more of like a... Was it, hey, what, Dennis, what happened? I don't know. Oh. There was a spider. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to tell you what happened. Figured um, out. So, yeah, I, I think 7.5, and that, that could very much change when part two comes out to where it could be, it could both be, like, whatever. Yeah. Um, but we're about 50 minutes in. Yeah. 
do you want to just leave that leave it at Dune? I mean, or do you want to touch on the other movie? I mean, what do you want to do? We can touch on the other one, but I don't really have a whole lot to say about it. Like, it's fun, but like, you know, it didn't really like okay. particularly grab me any which way. I also found Howie Mandel's My... character like super annoying. So. Yeah, and we're talking about little monsters. Yeah, little monsters. And my gut reaction to that movie because I haven't seen it before, mm-hmm. I, I was this: Fred Savage was so good as a kid. Fred Savage is great. I mean, he insane. He's great. Insane. It's also interesting that his little brother is actually his little little brother. His real little, little brother. Yep. And then you've got the Two, wet bandit as his dad. And you got the guy from uh, Home Alone as his, as the bully. Yeah. Um, number two to me is that the whoever did the fucking special effects mm-hmm. are like for the clo- like the clothing special effects and the makeup that stuff's insane yeah stuff is so good it's really good three i like the monster three, designs a lot yeah yeah i'm fine with those then i think most of them are they're fine most of them are pretty good uh i mean maurice's three, is like definitely the standout obviously which it should be because he's the yeah. main monster uh right number three my reaction was pixar stole this movie Pixar stole from this movie. Which one? From this movie. Pixar no, no, no. Stole Which Pixar movie. movie stole? Monsters, Inc. Yeah, hey, Maurice, what do, what do all these stairwells lead to? Oh, those all lead to every, other kids' bedrooms. Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess that's for Monsters me, the Inc. biggest thing for Monsters, Inc. would be the scream thing, which is, like, not, like, a super... That's fine, but the way they get to each other's house, that's Yeah, I mean, that, that part is definitely, yeah, from this movie. Just instead of stairways and whatever, it's just doors, right? Yeah. And they even have like doors that spin around. They have street signs, different areas, or whatever. Um, the, the the divorce B plot is irrelevant. Why even have that? Well, that was this is the other thing that I was thinking about while watching this movie is like, I mean, this is also one of those things where like kids' movies were like this back in the day, but it's like a super mature kids movie or yeah it's like dealing yeah. with like themes with like divorce and stuff like that which is like yeah overall to like the overall plot has nothing to do with anything and it's like not really even resolved like no there's no resolve no. like you don't get to the end of it like they're still gonna be together and you're you get to the end of it i'm no. like i'm pretty sure they're still gonna get divorced but now they're they have to go to divorced. california to pick up their kids yeah they pick you up that's it bitch yeah um so that and then i think the other thing i wanted to say oh this do a lot of swear words too which is the other thing that caught me off like yeah. Frank Savage says oh. ass, and I think he calls somebody a bitch. Yeah. So yeah, bitch. Yep. Um, I'm trying to think what else. I think that's really it. I think. Oh, oh, here's my thing. Mm. To me, my reaction was this is Howie Mandel doing his best Beetlejuice impression. Yeah, that's what it feels like. Yeah, and I can see that if I was a kid. Eighty-eight. Let me look. This is eighty-nine. Is it okay? At least released 89. Who knows when it was filmed. Beetlejuice is 88. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So, maybe it was. Unless they filmed this in, like, they did Bill and Ted type thing where they filmed Bill and Ted in 89 and then they released. They filmed Bill and Ted in, like, 87 and then they waited, like, two years to release it or something. Awesome. But I can totally see how if I was a kid in 1989, this movie would be, like, a fun movie. Mm -hmm. Like, a great movie. Because it has the elements there. Yeah. It's not. It wasn't. It didn't blow my mind. Yeah, that was perfectly mid a mid tier, five out of ten. Yeah, I don't think it was like movie. awful to sit through. It just didn't. Yeah, it didn't like blow my mind, and it didn't necessarily like grab me. It was did a little bit at the end. 
Um, yeah. And I thought the Monster World stuff is interesting with, yeah, like the staircases and like the mm-hmm. their weird reactions to sunlight and stuff like that. And the fact that they're like... Yeah. They're like bullies, which is very strange. Yeah, like all pranksters. Yeah, stuff, like they're yeah. there's they're pranksters, but like, yeah, like their whole purpose is like to just get make kids' lives miserable and get their yeah. parents to like fucking hate them. Yeah, exactly. So, um, well, well, that's little monsters. We're gonna we're just gonna do that's it. There you go. Uh, and next week will be the last week of Hollywood uh, Halloween with Halloween episodes. Yeah, with Halloween, that's the goal. Um, but, Zach, I, w- I really... Mm. I mentioned this movie before, well, before we end the podcast. I want to implore you mm-hmm. to watch this movie because I've been thinking about it so much recently. Okay. Uh, I think I'm going to... I talked about this, podcast, this on the podcast probably two months ago, three months ago. And I'm going to rewatch it tomorrow probably because I've been thinking about it so much. Okay. And that movie is Airborne. And I want to re. I, it's the rollerblading movie I was telling you about oh, that has Jack Black in it. And I want you to watch it because you didn't like Rad, which to me is very not Rad. But I loved Rad. You did love Rad. I think it's a fantastic movie. And Airborne, it's so bad. Oh, God. But it's so fucking good. It's so. I have to say it again, dude. The writers of that movie didn't know what they were doing. They were like, okay, so he surfs and rollerblades, because rollerblades is popular, and he likes hockey. And, or, and he plays hockey, because he has to move to Ohio. Well, I guess so that makes sense with the that. rollerblades, at least, with the street hawk, so. Yeah, and they when it gets warmer, they all, all of them rollerblade, and he's really good at it. And Wait, they, there, but if it gets warmer, why would you not surf? Because it's hot. So you go to Ohio. Ohio. Like rollerblading feels like a winter thing. He moves to Ohio. What's he gonna do? I mean, there's no ocean. He's from California. Oh yeah, if he's in the Midwest, then yeah, you mean you can't surf then. Yeah, he was a California boy. Yeah. So he's always wearing a Baja jacket. I feel like California. I mean, I guess rollerblading is still a thing in California, but it's not really something I associate with California. Surfing, I definitely do, but no rollerblading, super California, super like. Extreme sports, action sports type of shit. That's what he's all into. Inline skating. But, like, the point is that the movie itself, it, it is that f- perfect mixture of 90s bullshit. 90s teen coming of age bullshit sports movie with a young Jack Black in it. Okay. With Seth Green in it. And it's like, dude, this is amazing okay. it's so good if I, I i am so mad that i can't find the blu-ray of this movie because my i've learned that one of my favorite genres of movies is this whatever the fuck this genre is whatever this genre is action sports teen comedy the drama romance kid? is that what you're talking about like those type of movies i, I haven't seen skateboard kid but north Shore, i've seen enough reviews of it to know that it's like same rad, type of thing this Johnny Tsunami, all those kind of movies, right? I love that stuff. Okay. If I could keep, if I, if they can just keep making these, which they don't, these movies are dead. This genre of movies is officially dead, and it's fucking heartbreaking. Yeah, no, they don't really make sports movies anymore. Like because the movies that I want, the movies that I want back are are two two genres. 
I want video store action schlock, like martial arts action movies, to come back from the video store. Yeah. And I want these movies. Well, I guess Netflix is basically the equivalent of that now with like the video action schlock. Yeah, but they don't. With like stuff that like straight to Netflix and stuff. Oh, definitely. But they're not shot the same. And they don't have the same vibe. You know, same energy. Yeah, that's true. There's energy to those old shitty, like, 1993 Don Wilson Blood Fist 3 or some shit like that. That that movie has fucking spunk, right? Yeah. You go watch, like, fucking Drive from 1997 with Mark DeCasco. It's like, oh, my God. This is... This is the Matrix before the Matrix. This is amazing, you know, which is a fantastic movie. It's on YouTube for free. Oh. Um, so I want to watch that tomorrow, and I'm pro- or I'm gonna, or I've been thinking about fucking. Maybe you can help me out, Zach. Okay. Maybe you can't. I don't know. I don't. I can't remember how how you were with Disney Channel movies when you were a kid. Okay. I don't know what year this was. Disney Channel original. Mm-hmm. Okay. About a guy on a baseball team who likes to bake. Uh, that's, that's drawn a blank with me. Okay, hold on. I also don't Disney he, Plus, so like I don't have the. Ability he like to bakes his like Disney baseball Plus team of food. Baseball baking. Baseball. Literally, the first thing I Google is Eddie's Million Dollar cooking. Cookoff. Yes. Boom. Two thousand three, baby. So I was mm-hmm. ten when I came out. I don't know why, but this. I don't know why this made me think of it, but it definitely did. Hold on. Let me make sure I got this right. Okay. Wait, is that right? Is that what I'm thinking of? What? No. Wait. Hmm. Okay, hold on. Damn, dude. So Max Keeble's big move is what I thought of. Yes. Max Keeble, yep. What is the plot... That is, okay, that is Josh Peck. Max Keeble's moving. I still don't remember... What was the other one with Paul Giamatti? And Frankie Muniz. Liar Liar? No, I'm Frankie Muniz. Liar Liar, right? Was that Liar Liar? No, that's Jim Carrey, Liar Liar. Liar something. It's Big liar Fat something. Liar? Big Fat Liar, yeah. Man of Man Big of Fat Bonds. Liar, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, guess I, watched, I used to watch a movie all the time. What about... Oh, wait, because Snow- Max Keeble's big move. That's McGoogles, right? McGoogles is my name? Uh, I, I McGoogles is my that. name. I like a smoky bone. Yeah, with the giant frog. Yeah, that was terrible. That was nice. What about, what about Snow Day? That was... Do I remember Snow Day? I vaguely remember that. Snow Day, bro. On Snow Day. Snow Day was my Disney shit. Channel? Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon, yep. Hmm. Do I recognize this? I vaguely recognize this. That was my jam, dude. Max Keeble's big move was definitely my jam. That shit was... Woo. Max Keeble was great. Harriet the Spy was a Oh, yeah, yeah. That. that was a good one, too. Did you ever watch Clock Stoppers? I did watch Clock Stoppers. I've never seen it. It is this... not a good movie. I just remember Even seeing for like, a Disney the trailers for movie, it. It is not a good movie. Nick, these are Nickelodeon movies, bro. Fox put some or... respect. Yeah, put some respect. Hold on. On then Disney Channel movie. had their own version of that. I feel like because I feel like Disney Channel Minute also Man. had their own thing that was like a they had, time they had travel type of thing. Yeah, they had Minutemen. That maybe what it was what I was thinking. Of. Yeah, 
I haven't seen that, but my fiance loves that movie. I remember Minutemen not being good. Haven't seen it. Have not seen it, but my fiance loves it. Like I said, I, feel like I did watch Clocksnappers too. I can't remember it off the top of my head though. Oh, Frank Stewart trailer. Oh, never mind. That's why. Because Clockstoppers, I remember the trailer had like him like riding a bike on like in like in slow mo on and he like freeze time and like ride his bike through a fucking whatever. Dude, I tell you what, man. Speaking of, hold on. Speaking of Clockstoppers, did you ever watch that like mid two thousands, early two thousands time travel movie where like the guy's dad like invents time travel or something and he has to like go back into like the medieval times or something to save his dad or some shit. Is it the time machine? It sounds like a kid version of like the Evil Dead or literally, it's called the time machine. Okay, two thousand two. Um, yeah, it's yeah, it's literally about a guy like trying to go like save his dad or something. Or... That literally sounds like a kid version of Evil Dead Two, or is that Army of Darkness? That's a Army of Army Darkness. Army of Darkness. I don't know. I don't watch. This, this is this is like a, this is a this isn't a kids movie. This is like a full on. The guy nominated for Academy Award. For That's what we should up. do next year. Not Evil Dead, because fuck that movie. But like Evil Dead Two or Armor of Darkness, we should do that too. Why fuck the original Evil Dead? Why? Because that I one's like the it? super scary one, and I don't want to do that one. That's the one with the girl peeks out. That's super scary. That's the one where the girl peeks out of the basement. She got the fucking demon face. I don't do demon face girls. She got like the exorcist face. I thought you were gonna say I don't watch the first one because the girl has gets straight by a tree. Well, I know that happens too. I won't no I won't watch the remake. The Evil Dead, the twenty I don't even remember what happened with the is that worse? I'll watch the original, but I won't is watch the remake. The remake. Wor- is it a worse movie or is it worse scary wise? I think it's worse scary. I think people liked it, but I think it was just worse scary. I can't remember. I feel like Jay hated it, but Jay's also like a super classic horror movie snob, so I, I haven't seen it. I the lead actress in it I like a lot. I was I was like, Okay, well too bad. Mm. I don't like real scary shit. Evil Dead's goofy, so I don't care. Even the first Evil Dead is? Yeah, she got that I mean, it's fucking not, it's like, not weird goofy. devil face. She like pokes it's out of the thing. Yeah, it's not goofy, but it's definitely like B, a B-horror movie, you know? Mm. I mean, I mean, Evil Dead 2 is definitely better. But I'm not an Evil Dead fanatic. Other people are. I'm not. You know? I've never seen any of them. Because I always really I always knew her face and I didn't want to watch it. So it's it's not that scary. That face is terrifying. And you're talking to a guy who like I don't fuck with scary movies. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't do that shit. I don't really fuck with them either. That's why I'm trying. That's why I was trying to tell you that we should just skip the the ones that I think could possibly be scary to me and just go to like Evil Dead Two or Army of Darkness. Well, Evil Dead Two is definitely a much lighter movie. Mm-hmm. So there's that. I've heard it's but basically have to, the same you, plot as Evil Dead One, but better. It, re- it just retells it. Yeah. yeah, it retells it. They changes some things here and there, um, and it's all it's like. And then Army movie. of Darkness is Ash Williams in medieval times with a shotgun yeah. and a chainsaw arm. Yeah. Is that? And then you can watch the show. I only watched the first. I do want to watch the show. I feel like I watched like the, the first, first couple season. episodes, but then I I watch I was watching it. I've I was like I have no context for like. Anything that's going on. Yeah. Like you have to understand at least I feel like you have to at least watch the movies. And I was like, I haven't watched these. I have no idea like why any of this shit is happening. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I can see I that. I just watched but that I mean, at they're... the tail end of me finishing up Burn Notice, and I knew that Bruce Campbell was in it, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, I loved him in Burn Notice. I'll watch this. And then I was like, I don't understand what the fuck's going on. Yeah. I, uh, I'm actually, I'm really glad that show got canceled, but only because I'm like just kind of over Evil Dead. I hope that it never comes back. I hope it's done. Mm-hmm. Not because it's bad. I'm just, it's just like people love it so much. And that sounds like I'm being mean when I say that, but it's more like, it's one of those things where like I see it's just, it's always so talked about, which is perfectly fine because people like it's it. It's very and oversaturated. It. It's just it's oversaturation about how much people love Ash and like boomsticks and all this kind of stuff. I'm just like, okay, I don't need to see it anymore. Mm. I think I'm I think I'm fine if I never see Evil Dead stuff in my rest of my life. I'm perfectly fine with that. But I'm sure people react the same way to like you know Predator or something, which is yeah. like I love or Predator, the Matrix so probably. Matrix Predator Rocky, yeah. you know Rocky Four coming back out. I'm super excited for that. Is it? Yeah, director's cut baby. Oh shit, for real? He read he recut it the way he wanted to do it. <laughs> you know. Okay. So they put the trailer out. I mean, I'll, I'm always you know, down for more Rocky. So. What really confused me was like last two weeks ago, I saw a trailer for uh, King Arthur uh, 4K. Which like King the guy, the guy, the, the guy Ritchie King Arthur. The one with Charlie Hunnam. Yeah, and it was on YouTube. But that's like, like why is it terrible? I was like, why did they? I was like, why did they release a trailer? And it's like King Arthur 4K. I was like, is it a trailer for the for the fucking Blu-ray? Or is it? Are they like putting it in theaters? I was so confused. Are they doing a 4K really make, release of it? I guess, but they don't really do trailers for 4K for 4K yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's very weird. Yeah, I just it, I just didn't understand. Maybe they're trying like, hey, bo- hey, buy it, please. But like buy that movie. movie's terrible. Like 4K doesn't make that movie better. I'm gonna rewatch it. I might buy it on 4K because it has. I really kind of want to see those anime scenes again. Those scenes kind of. I mean, cool. they're cool, but like, they don't make up for like all the other like dumbass bullshit that happens in the rest of the movie. Oh, dude, watch the trailer. They they cut it way different. They use different music. Did they? they don't make it. Remember, remember the original trailer was like super like. They have like hip hop in it or something. I think so. Like, yeah. Like, rap music. Well, they don't do that. In I this. don't know. I get that confused because then there was the other person that did like the Robin Hood movie like Robin a couple Hood, years yeah. after that, and that one had the hip hop music in it for sure. Okay. I just remember like King Arthur trailer being like I I free run and I have like a cool haircut yeah. and like I that was definitely part of know. it yeah yeah uh, well hey Zach this is the end of the podcast yeah. is there anything else you want to say about Dune Little Monsters and any, any other Nickelodeon movies that you want to mention before we end the pod for the week watch Dune if you haven't watched it don't worry about Little Monsters if you haven't seen it I would agree also watch Max Keeble's big move. Uh, I haven't seen it in so long, so I couldn't even tell you if it was good. <laughs> I don't know if it's still bad. good, but it was like one of my favorite movies when I was a kid. Also, it was like on oh, Disney yeah. all the time, so. Yeah, completely, completely. Uh, I agree. Was it was that a Disney movie? Really? I found out. I it has to be because I I looked it up and then it said that it was on Disney Plus. So. Then yeah yeah absolutely then. Uh yeah, Disney, Walt Disney Pictures. Yeah, like I definitely thought, thinking about it, that it was a Nickelodeon movie, but I guess it wasn't. Oh, the main actor is the guy from Home Alone Three. Is it? I used to I used to love Home Alone Three as a kid. I did not know that. I wa- I loved. That's the weird one too, because I also really liked Home Alone Three as a kid. 
Mm-hmm. But yeah, growing up, it's like, no, nah, that one is not good. Before we end the podcast, did you ever watch, did you watch the trailer for the new Home Alone? Dude, hold on. Okay, that was the other thing that I was going to bring up to you. <laughs> what a fucking blasphemous piece of shit that was. Yeah. I think we talked about it already where it's like, what the fuck is know, the point I haven't... Of, Or no, you know what it I... was? I was listening to Colin's podcast and they brought it mm. up for some reason. But they said everything that I felt and I was like, yes, justified. What the fuck is this movie? Why mm-hmm. why does this exist? Why are they pretending like it's a sequel when it's it's not? It's li- it's literally yeah. just the plot of the first movie again. But they didn't call it Home Alone. They didn't do the soft reboot shit where they like called it Home Alone. They gave it some weird fucking stupid ass name that makes no fucking sense. I hate the mm-hmm. fucking main kid that they chose. He's not a Macaulay Culkin at all. I don't even remember what that kid's no. from. I recognize him from something, but I saw him and I was like, fuck you, get off my TV screen. Uh, and then yeah. it's also full of people that are in the British variety Com- shows that we talked about. The com- comedians. Yeah, they're all yeah like the, the mom yeah. is fucking what's-her-face, the Ireland chick that is in... I- Iceland, I- Iceland, I- Iceland Green, Ashling. I think, right, is what her name is? Yep. Yeah. It's, it's B. Iceland Ash- B or whatever. Iceland B. That, and then there's the uh, the robbers are like fucking. An but then the comedian. dad is like Pete Holmes, right? Pete Holmes, yeah. yes. Which is also weird. Yeah. It's like, American. So com- everything else is like American British, comedians. but then it's like Pete Holmes is a dad. So like, what the fuck is going on? Well, the the other one of the robbers is American too. Is he? Oh, yeah, he's an American comedian. I'm pretty sure. Interesting. Okay. I don't know. I barely paid attention uh, to it because I just saw that it was like a direct rehash of the first one, and I was like getting yeah pissed off. Like seeing it on my, I think I didn't even like look it up. I think it was, it was like one of those ads like prepaid before like a YouTube video I was watching on my phone and like I couldn't skip it and I was like you motherfuckers. Yeah, I get that, bro. Hey guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Mm. We'll see you back next week. Don't give money to Home Alone. Check the the whatever fucking. I don't even remember what the name is called. It's like Home Alone, Sweet Home Alone, or something like that. Some I I thought I could be I could be wrong. Maybe it's like, uh oh, something happened. Oh no. Uh, maybe it's Home Alone, Home for the Holidays. Something got something went got fucked up. So we'll see what happens. Who knows how this is gonna end up? Dude, <laughs> so, I hope we didn't hey. talk about Dune.